Welcome to Kind Matters. I'm Jaina and this podcast speaks from my heart to yours on the winding journey of life and this healing path that we are all on in some way or another. My intention is that this can be a breath of kindness into your day or your nights, a spark of inspiration, something that can stir up and warm that yummy heart space we all have a longing to plug deeper into. These podcasts will be coming regularly, interspersed with some guided meditations and yoga nidra. So please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you enjoy your podcast time. Hello, sweet souls. This podcast is brought to you with compassion. As compassion is what I am left with after navigating the last couple of weeks between resistance and flow. My first podcast was created with such spontaneity. I really I really wasn't expecting much back in return and it was just a simple act from my heart to yours. And the feedback and identification I received was truly overwhelming. Your words touched me so deeply. Thank you everyone for messaging in. And it's moving to know that your feelings, your tears, your laughter and your thoughts have contributed to this non-physical space which we are creating together in some way. A couple of weeks ago I returned from my spring retreat which was another utterly beautiful and powerful experience. The task of creating podcast number two has been somewhat scary. My avoidance turned up in a big black coat and muddy boots and my perfectionism has been swinging off the chandeliers. Not that we have any chandeliers in our new home, but basically both these unwanted guests have been making themselves thoroughly at home and just stopping the flow of me managing to get this message out to you. Which leads me to the topic for this podcast today. The dance between resistance and flow. The way in which we can move from the strict place to the soft, moving, free place. I hope that I can share something that helps you to understand those places within yourself on a deeper level. The whole process for me has been really eye-opening and has helped me a lot personally. Firstly, I wanted to give thanks for being a woman. I've been reading this absolutely amazing book called Women Code by Alyssa Vitti. Perhaps some of you have already read it, but it's been a total eye-opener for me, and I wish that somebody had given it to me 15 years ago. I've been devouring it, and for anyone who has problems with hormones, periods, fertility, menopause, sex drive, any of the issues that affect us as women, burnout, stress, etc., it's literally a must-read It's brought a whole new dynamic to how I view my monthly cycle and I'm really seeing it now as this way into connecting deeper with what my heart and soul needs to say or feel or process or speak and it's becoming one of my biggest teachers. And I'm also realising how this cyclical nature to our month can connect me so easily into my body and the way that my body relates to the world around me. 
So what is resistance? Resistance for me is a blanket term for anything that is standing in the way of me and my thriving, my natural place of happiness and contentment with life. You'll know resistance when you're in it because life is not fun, life is not flowing or inspired in any way and it will feel sticky or sad or disappointed or angry. Any one of those negative states that traps us in its vortex and doesn't let us go. Resistance is that negative voice in your head that puts you down, that sucks your energy and dismisses your dreams and desires. Ultimately, it's sneaky and it's subtle and it will take any form to trick you. When you think of it as this blanket body, it clearly has a mind of its own that separates us from our highest good. It can wear the mask of a highly competent, successful person as much as it does the hopeless life that can never get it together. Resistance's middle names are both overachieving and underachieving, both of which can lead to similar places of feeling lost and stuck in life. Its auntie is critical thinking and its uncle is self-doubt. Its main agenda is to keep you down and keep you in the non-thriving space. I have a sneaking suspicion that most people have a relationship with resistance in their lives, whether they know it or not. It seems to be a human condition to resist our flow, our peace, our state of ease with life. I see it as coming and going in waves. And personally, in the past, it has looked like severe self-sabotage, the kind that you can see from the outside. And these days, it's much more nuanced and subtle, the kind that you don't see from somebody's social media feed or a quick coffee on a lunch break. I don't know if you can relate to this, but sometimes when I get really close to doing something that's just for me, just for my joy, inner resistance will show up. It just shows up to do its thing and get in the way. It's a resistance that says no to my growth, my ability to fully step into my higher self and make decisions from a place of connection. So as you can tell, I've spent a long time developing and undeveloping and pushing away from and leaning into my relationship with resistance. And it's the kind of friend that I've had to learn to love and hold close. It's that type of shadow that I've needed to really embrace within myself so I can know it as an intimate part of being me. If you relate to me here, which I'm guessing most of you do in one way or another, and you feel like there's no hope for you in this area, I can honestly tell you that there is. It takes some conscious action, some digging deep to finding the root cause of where it comes from in the first place. Working out what those core beliefs are. Core beliefs that can be hard to hear sometimes because it makes us take responsibility for what we are continuing to perpetuate in our lives. So there are a million ways which we can start to do this digging, but having someone you trust or plugging into a supportive network or group of people can work magic. Now that I'm further along the line with it, it's more about checking in with those original places of support, just so I can see and acknowledge where I am along the way. But if you're totally new to this, reaching out and trusting your gut instinct is normally a good way to find the support that's right for you. Once we find the root cause, often healing will automatically start to begin and there'll be a shredding apart of this resistance so that more light can come in and that process just keeps unfolding and growing and developing. We begin to cultivate a sense of care towards the part of ourselves that has been neglected or forgotten. 
And that's all resistance ever really is. A wounded part of ourselves that has transformed into fear to keep us safe from the change of our own expansion. So spinning this around, what is flow? What comes to your mind when I say the word flow? I've been looking for another word for years, but I always come back to this simple one as it says what it means. With all its preconceptions and connotations, it's the word that works best for me. Flow is to be connected to the source. It's the path of least resistance. It's the opposite energy to this space I've just been talking about. It implies an ease and a grace of non-doing. Flow feels empowered and uplifted, whilst also feeling supported and grounded. Flow is this constant process of saying yes to life. Flow means to simply allow, allow your life, yourself, to be what it is. Try to remember the last time that you were in flow. When life was coming to you easily and there was a sense of grace about your moments. Perhaps a simple 30 seconds of receiving a ray of light through a window when the kettle was boiling. Or even a whole endless day at the weekend with loved ones when there was nothing to do or be. It can also be that free space you get into when your work is riding on its creative edge and there's a sense of lightness and freedom to your actions. We can flip in and out of flow like a light switch. It only takes a few conscious positive thoughts to switch that flow around. And that is what we project out into the world around us and in most cases dictates how we are perceived and what we receive back from the world. So we are constantly either spiralling in or out of this energy vortex. And just like electricity, even when we can't see it or feel it, a simple switch can bring it back into our lives. For me, that switch is usually surrender. That beautiful, mystical word tangible non-physical action I love it and I love how I can never fully understand it or grasp it but this is what I have gathered from it so far surrender is a remembering a letting down there are a few moments I can recall in my life that have been total surrenders where a relinquishing and an empowerment flooded through my whole being Surrendering is to soften into what is. To stop trying to control in the ways that we do and open up to a bigger space. It's to let our grip release on whatever it is we are holding so tightly. More often than not, it's the small surrenders that connect me back into my daily flow than the big momentous ones. But both are equally as valid. And surrender really ties into this idea of saying yes to life of choosing the path of least resistance, and of moving in our natural direction of flow. I often feel like I'm constantly in a place of navigating these two energies. As I've learned to work with them, my life has become more full and bright and autonomous and filled with things that I love. And this, ironically, provides me with more opportunities to loosen my grip. It's now the first thing I focus on when I wake up in the morning. I connect my energy into what flow looks like for me and I choose to create some sacred space where I can be with myself and meet myself for this day. It connects me with an energy that can flow and move and breathe me through my day. 
So how do we access flow and surrender when we are faced with resistance to do something that we need to do? Sometimes life requires us to do that thing that doesn't make our soul sing, but serves a deeper purpose. Perhaps it's something to do with honour, or commitment, or just a nasty bit of life admin that you've been putting off for weeks or months. We all have those, right? That email that you haven't replied to, for instance, I can hear the guilt echoing in all of our minds about that email. (laughs) Here we can force, we can be tough on ourselves and bully ourselves into it. And I think that this is the way that most people relate to their work and operate in their daily lives. But that's not really very kind, and in my experience, it doesn't normally produce the best results. It often just pushes us deeper into avoidance and resistance in another area of our life. Because when we don't deal with the actual root cause of what is going on, we don't address the energetic balance then essentially it's just going to reflect out in another part of our lives, maybe a relationship or your home, etc. And I really believe that there are loads of better ways in than this forcing and pushing. You can raise your energetic vibration. Choosing to take an action at a time when you're feeling energetically high, when you feel relaxed, easy, playful, it will feel so much easier and simple and free. Notice what times of day you feel good and plan it into your diary if you need to. Visualisation is also a brilliant tool for overcoming the tough sticking resistances. See yourself getting over that thing or that process and entering into a place of total flow and ease with it. And then sink into that feeling of how good it feels and hold it in your body, in your physical sensations for more than 30 seconds to cultivate that state within you. You can also have a chat with your resistance. It's great for when you're walking down the road or in the shower or doing the washing up. You can fully embrace that mad person stereotype. Tell resistance that you hear it and thank it for trying to protect you and explain why you need to do the thing you need to do and politely tell it that you're going to do it anyway with or without resistance's consent. Do whatever you need to do to get that energy flowing in the right direction to support yourself. Mix it up, shift your state, move your body, dance in your underwear, scream into a pillow, whatever it is, to support yourself in making that shift. You can also check in with where you are at with your cycle, if you're a woman, and see if this is a thing that's really in line with where your body is at at the moment. For example, forcing something creative or action-based is most likely not in line with the end of your monthly cycle and your bleed. And it would be much better placed if it was 10 days into your cycle when you're in your most creative space. I'll be talking about this more on another podcast because I think it's such a beautiful subject. Choosing flow over resistance is not about avoiding what needs to be done. Far from it. It's about using surrender and flow to direct you in an upward momentum that spirals and takes you out of that sticky, sharp, dull space. And that sticky, dull space is not what we are naturally made to resonate at. Perhaps that feels like your natural place of resonance because you've been there for so long, but our natural place is to be in contentment and to be in ease. So this is what kind has been made of, navigating the high seas of resistance and flow I'm really believing in the power of change from a place of kindness rather than force. 
we are all curving lives towards or against that thing which our soul is calling for. We are all creating what our lives are made of with every day that we live and all the many small choices that we make with that day. And to do that consciously, we need to know what direction we want to go in with our spiralling and our flow. Sometimes that just takes shining a light inwards to realise what that clear direction looks like for us individually. And if you can't find that clear direction, if we give ourselves space, our spirit will always speak and guide us into the right place. If we take our foot off the pedal, it's amazing how clear direction can communicate with us. We will start to hear that small, quiet voice. What is that small, quiet voice calling for in you? I'm not talking about work here or small tasks that you've been resisting or unsent emails. I'm talking about your soul's path. Inner truth work, actions from the heart, the stuff that shapes and transforms life. There's a paradox to this gentle approach because it leads to an expansion and an unfolding that asks us to take up space in the world. So whatever it is for you, I ask that you can give it room. With ease and grace, give it room and allow it to unfold within you. If there is ever a time for our individual rising, it is now. And I feel super passionate about this. If there is ever a time where the world needs us in an empowered, thriving, flow-filled state, it is now. We need to rise and expand beyond our wildest imaginations. Do it with flow. Rise with intuition and surrender by your side. A surrender that can't help but lead you into the brightness of your potential. And an intuition that can't help but guide you to where you are meant to be and what you are meant to be doing with your precious life. With gentle care of your amazing, precious, wonderful self, begin. Whether that's the first step on recognising what your personal resistance is and finding the support work that you need to be able to address it or whether it's really pushing those boundaries on what those core beliefs are, turning them up, loving them so deeply that you can release them and heal those heart knots that have been being held in your soul so closely. Build a new paradigm for your dreams that floats on water rather than hard-packed ground. And with delicate love, breathe yourself into it. Redefine what a successful life means to you from a place of deep self-worth, rather than building on insecurity and fear. The world has more than enough of this already, and it is time to create that revolution on an individual, personal level, so we can join with the collective whole. So this is all coming from my experience and while I was in the middle of this in the last couple of weeks seeking my flow really trying to get there whilst also fully feeling my resistance and trying to make this podcast for you and having it simply not flowing and having that process reflected in heaps of other areas of my life I was feeling it all and rolling around with the emotional releases that came with it I walked into the house and heard a voice in my head it was so loud and true. The simple message kicked off a series of events which delivered me back into my softness. 
with my energy, my productivity, my sexuality, back into laughter and play, and finally into my ability to deliver this to you. The message I heard was, your softness is your gift. It is softness that has brought this message to you. Be gentle, be forgiving, be your closest ally. Commit to your healing, connect to your rising. With love, understanding and support, I feel you and I deeply, deeply, deeply believe in all of us. Thank you for listening. If you resonated with what you heard, it would mean so much to me if you could rate and review as this helps spread the Kind Matters word further out into the world. If anyone popped into your head as I was speaking, please do share it with them. And if you would like to message me, I love to hear from you. Instagram's a great place at kind underscore yoga underscore life or get in touch through my website, kind-yoga.com. My next retreat is going to be happening at Butley Priory in Suffolk from the 11th to the 15th of September 2019. It's going to be another incredible experience where we gather the fruits of our year so far and begin to wind down into the flow of autumn and harvest. For those of you in Portugal, I'll be holding a summer solstice cacao ceremony and celebration on the 21st of June, and I'll be back in London for the first half of July. So if you want to be kept up to date with live events that you can join, please join my mailing list kind-yoga.com forward slash contact countless countless blessings from me to you and so much love your way